This is a this kind of a diary. I don't know what you want to call this, but we are live. FRPC Hoops. It's your boy Vince. I'm doing a solo today because I got some things that I need to get off my chest. And um, I just want to start <clears throat> by saying that as a Laker fan, as somebody who tells you all the time I'm a Laker fan, um, this is a hard day for me. Real hard day. Um, now, I want to give some clarity to a couple things that I'm about to say. I'm a Laker fan, not a Kobe fan, not a, um, a Shaq fan or a LeBron fan. I'm a, I'm a Laker fan. I do not root for the player. I root for the jersey. So I'm old school in that way. I understand that the new school, you root for the players and whatever, and the allegiances to the guys. And listen, however you enjoy basketball, I'm glad that you enjoy basketball. That's exactly how I feel about that. So do you feel how you want to feel? But um, I've been a longstanding Laker fan. Um, I, was, I was able to witness Magic's historic game six where he tips off, you know, center and plays the uh, game at center and plays at every position and, and, and uh, leads them to a championship. That's how far I go back. Tape delay. You imagine an NBA Finals game on tape delay. That's how far I go back. So getting into this and, and, and being real serious about it is that um, – I've looked at the Lakers' moves. I've looked at all the things they've done. I've looked at a lot of the, you know, the numbers and, and what have you and just kind of overall vibe. So I'm going to tell you how I feel. I think there are people who are doing this who are trying to sell you a bill of goods. I think there are people who are out there who are saying, well, if this happens and this happens and this happens, then I can see them, you know, having a really good year. Here's the serious problem with that. No offense to LeBron James. I believe that he is one of the greatest players to ever touch court. But the man hasn't been healthy since the championship season. Now, is it his fault? No, no. I don't expect somebody who's going to go into year 21 and stay healthy for 75, 80 games. It's just not, that's just not reasonable for me to ask that man who has put his body on the line for all these years. It's just not, it's not feasible for me to ask that. Might be more feasible for me to ask the other guy, Anthony Davis, to do that. Given his time in the league, given his tenure in the league, 100%. Now, I'm going to say something that might offend some people, and I hope that that's not the case, because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to jolt a little reality into this situation. I think because of the fact that we had it bad for so long, we're looking at the Lakers right now and going, oh, this is great. We in the mix. And I'll say that we are completely mediocre. There's no sugarcoating it. I'm telling you right now, the way I see this team, and if I'm telling lies, you let me know. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to hide. The Twitter is frontrunner PC. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this will go up on YouTube as well. It will be for available on audio and video. And basically what we're talk talking about right now is brass tacks. I don't see the Lakers as any better than a 7th AC at best. 
Unless there's another move coming. But I think that ship has sailed at least until the middle of the year, and then it might be too late. Now, you would say, well, Vince, we just came off of Western Conference Finals appearance. You are absolutely correct. We did. But what did we see in that Western Conference Finals, you know, the, the, just the run, the playoff run? We hadn't seen this Anthony Davis since the bubble, right? What happened to Anthony Davis after the bubble? He disappeared for a couple of years. Then he reemerged last year, was dominant for stretches for that year. Right? He was he played great. There were stretches when LeBron was out. He played great. But I wonder did trying to pull that Lakers team to where they did and make no mistake about it. The Lakers going from the plan to the Western Conference Finals was awesome. It was an amazing feat by this team because this team had no business being there. You do not throw a team together in the middle of the year and say, oh, have at it, boys. We're good. We're just rolling. Doesn't happen that way. Due to LeBron's intelligence, his will to win, his uh, his ability to block out pain, and we'll get to that in a second. Anthony Davis's incredible defense ability, because he was really trying, a very hard effort was there. I don't even mind the the offensive drop off at all because I know that he was efforting a lot on the defensive side to cover up a lot of mistakes. Because that's the other thing we're going to get into a little bit. Now, you say again, well, Vince, you, you're saying all these things. You're laying out all these great points about how, how good they were towards the end of last year. Here's the thing. Is LeBron having surgery or not? Because, yeah, I know we're not supposed to know because LeBron won't tell us and all that. And that's great. But can I see it? Before I'm all in. That's all I'm saying with that. All right. That's really the crux of the matter. We got LeBron James, who is going to be 39 in December, in the midst of the season, 21st year. We know that there was a foot injury. We know that it was debilitating because he lost all his bursts. All of his, just the power to just get to the rim, which is another thing we got to talk about with LeBron. And it's not like I'm blaming him. What did we expect from somebody 20 years in? This dude has been great forever, forever. How could we expect this man to literally carry us to a finals? Because that's what we're talking about here, Lakers fans. We don't care about Western Conference championships. We don't care about any of that. We don't care about Pacific Division championships. That's for other teams. It is not for us. We don't do that. We care about Banner 18. That's what we care about. That's what we worry ourselves with. Are we getting to Banner 18 before... The dreaded Celtics get to Banner 18. That's what we're focused on. Okay? Now, here's the other thing that is struggling with LeBron. As you age, you start to see a couple things happen. The first and foremost thing that goes, everybody was talking last year about LeBron not getting fouls called and things of that nature. And granted, I will agree, agree with you on that because he's hard to referee, honestly. We have the same problem with a couple other people in the league. Zion is going to be hard to ref. I bet you win by Yama is going to be hard to ref. Um, and there's a couple other guys. Well, LeBron is one of the hardest because he still moves very fluid. Um, even even with the uh, 
the foot injury. He's still pretty fleet of foot. He's still decently agile. We'll see if that comes back with the foot. And the man is like 6'9", 260. So it's hard to referee him. It's, it's hard to get foul calls and whatever. But here's the other thing that we're seeing too. And I think I remember Ryan Rosillo saying something like this a couple years ago about LeBron. And I just looked at the numbers. His free throw attempts are now at a level where it's now it's no longer a superstar. Superstars get to the line like seven times a game. That's when that's when you know you are the man, right? You're getting calls. Okay. And B gets to the line. Harden, if he goes to the hole, gets to the line. Trey Young gets fouled. He goes to the line. LeBron last year averaged 5.9. Okay. Now, in his heydays, There were some nines, tens, eights in there. But LeBron has started to float out more to the three-point line, which you would say, okay, he's one of the greatest ever to do it. So let's LeBron, you know, let LeBron eat on the outside, right? Here's the problem. He hasn't shot league average for two years. And if you look back at like the last seven years, he's only had three times where he averaged league average in threes as far as three-point percentage is concerned. There were points of the playoffs where they just left him open. When he was at the three-point line, they thought he was not going to go to the basket, and they just left him out there to shoot it. They were like, go ahead, shoot it. Which brings me back to the foot. Do we know if he has surgery? Do we know if some of the explosion is going to come back? Do we know? These are questions that I, I, I have to ask. Because as a Laker fan, yeah, I want my team to be as good as they possibly can be. I want us to be like looking at championships and things of that nature. I want us to be in that mix. And the only way that happens is that if LeBron is super healthy, which we haven't been able to count on. And we have no idea what's going on with this foot. He's been Superman for so long. We just take him as, as his word, but I'm, I'm sorry. I can't take you as your word, man. Maybe the Cleveland people can because they have a long history with you. Maybe the Miami fans can because all you did was win and bring nothing but excitement to that to that area. But as a long-standing Lakers fan, I mean, no offense, King, but bro, you brought us one championship. So pardon me if if I got a couple questions. Pardon me if I've seen more bad years than good years when you're wearing the purple and gold. Now, it's not all your fault, my man, okay? I'm not putting the blame squarely on you. A lot of, not a lot of chefs in this kitchen, right? Now, he also has a, a number two in Anthony Davis, and we're going to get to him now. All we heard when they got together, oh, we're going to transition into the Anthony Davis era. Laker fans, I'm going to ask you the, I'm going to ask you the question. Have we seen the Anthony Davis era? Is this it? Is this all we got? Because he's going to also miss a lot of games. Am I saying something that's not true? 
I don't believe I am. I believe what I'm telling you is true. LeBron's going to miss some games either with this foot thing or without this foot thing just because this is year 21. Anthony Davis is going to miss games because that's all we've seen. So there's a pattern. The pattern is there. And we refuse to look at it as Laker fans because we are starved for continuing continuous excellence. That's what we that's what we have with Kobe. That's what we have with Kobe and Gasol. That's what we had Kobe and Shaq. And then, you know, if you're privileged to be as old as I am, that's what I have with Magic Johnson, Kareem, Worthy, Scott. We try to forget the Van Axel years. No, we don't. I love Van Axel. That was my guy. Shout out to my guy, Nick Van Axel. Um, but at, at the same point, you got AD. He's hurt. LeBron's hurt. And you go, okay, now this is where you hear. Now, I'm going to say this because I'm going to say shouts out to Trevor Lane. Shouts out to all the Laker Nation crew. Shout out to Dan, the Laker fan. I love you, my guy. Shout out to my guy, Alan Sliwa. But Alan, Alan's my guy, but he looks at it a little bit differently. He kind of sees it kind of the way I do. But I don't think he's taking it to the level that I'm about to take it to. We got all this depth that we got in this offseason. Gabe Vincent. That's the Dennis Schroeder replacement, people, just so you know. So it's Dennis out, gave Vincent in, all right? Whether he was more successful than Dennis or whatever the case may be, here's the thing. It's kind of a wash. Now, you want to put the little final sprinkles on him and say, Hey, you know, he's better than Dennis. Okay, I'll tell you slight upgrade. Okay. Um, Torian Prince. Torian Prince is upgrade because he eats into your Malik Beasley, Troy Brown Jr., Lonnie Walker minutes. Fantastic. Love it. Think it's a great pickup. Love what he does, brings toughness, grit, and what have you. But he needs the stars for him to be good. And our stars are not going to necessarily all be there. Okay? We just got to hold that. Let's hold with that. Right? Now, the next thing. We signed Austin to a great contract. Congratulations. He got a bag. But also congratulations to Ralph Palenka for scaring off every organization to not sign him to the poison contract where we were, he was going to make like $25, 26000000 million in the last two years of the deal. So Palenka did a good job in that situation. And then let's get to the other returnee, shall we? We signed Rui Hachimura to a $17 million contract. Now, two things with that. One, he was in a contract year last year. Tell me the most memorable Rui performance that you remember from the Wizards. I'll wait. Oh, okay, there weren't any. All right, cool. So, if we're basing it off the playoff performance and we're saying that LeBron, Phil Handy, all these things are making him better and stuff like that, I hope all that to be true. But my evidence is the four years in Washington, okay? In the nation's capital, Chocolate City. If you know, you know, right? If I talk to if I talk to DC fans now, 
and I asked them their impressions of Rui Hachimura, they were like, he didn't do any of that with us. Oh, contract year. Mm. So beware of the person in the contract year and then the first year coming back. So I'll say that. Then we saw D'Angelo Russell. Now, contract, I like it. I like what it is. I like the money we're giving them. Because you almost have to. Because he is going to be hopefully very easily tradable for whatever comes next. But D'Angelo was a non-factor in that Western Conference Finals. Now, albeit was he a factor through to get the Lakers into the playoffs? No doubt. No doubt whatsoever. The other thing that I want to bring up is it is re being reported and it is being said by Lakers staff that Austin Reeves is now the point guard of the Lakers. Wait, hold on. Um, D'Angelo Russell plays point guard. Oh, don't worry, Vince. He's just going to slide to the two. You don't have to worry about that, playboy. That's what D'Angelo Russell's going to do. Are we sure? Are we sure he's just going to handle that? Are we sure we're not going to get D'Angelo Russell all up in his feelings? I don't know. That man takes a lot of pride in playing the point guard position. However you think of him as a point guard, wherever, wherever level you think of him as a point guard, he thinks of himself as a point guard. So you're just going to tell him slide to the left because it's the Austin Reeves show and he's just going to be cool with that? Now, granted, that's a lot easier with LeBron James on that team, Darvin Ham, who I love as a coach. Um, hopefully that leadership causes that. But if we think it's just going to be all smooth sailings, everybody's just going to slide into their role, and it's all about winning, let me tell you something. There are dudes out here that want to win, no doubt. But there are dudes out here trying to get that paper, okay? I'm not saying that D'Angelo Russell is one of those type of people. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is, is that he is on a real one-year contract because it's a team option, okay? Then, if they don't want to bring him back, he's got to put up tape that shows that he's ready to do whatever the next team does needs him to do, right? He needs to be in that mix. So, everybody's going to want to show their array of skills, correct? And they're not going to want to be kind of put into this situation. Now, you can spin it and say, well, we're going to get them more fall, and we're going to get them into that just, you know, catch and shoot, and that's going to bring up his value. And all that is great if he buys in, and I hope that he does. But I do have to bring up just, just the objection that it might not go as well as we think it will. All right? It's just something I got to bring up. And this is why I'm having a problem with these people to, out here talking greasy about how the Lakers are going to be really good. Because if I'm telling you right now, that you're not going to get 60 games from LeBron and you're not going to get 60 games from AD. And we got Russell, we got Rui, we got Jarrett Vanderbilt, okay? We got Reeves. You know, we got Torian and we got Gabe. Okay, yeah, that's nice, but we what, what else we got? Okay, Jalen Hurts-Trevino, I love him. When we're going to get to that in a second, that's going to be the last thing we get to because I want to talk about Polinka and the job he's done. And I think low-key there's some other stuff going on that I want to kind of hit, pe hit people to, but I hope that you bear with me and get to the end of this podcast because I, I think I got something for you. But 
if you're telling me it's a championship team, where did you really, really upgrade at? And, and I'm giving you Torian Prince. If you're telling me continuity, and you're telling me LeBron and AD are going to be healthy, I can't buy what, you, what you're selling me. I cannot buy that because I've seen LeBron be hurt. And I've seen AD be hurt. So for you to tell me that I'm going to sit here and I'm, I'm going to be putting it in my head that LeBron is going to be here for 70-plus games or 67 games or whatever, that's highly unlikely. It's highly unlikely for AD to play those games. Highly unlikely. Would I love it? Yes, absolutely. If you're telling me LeBron is going to play 70, AD is going to play 70-plus, whatever case may be, we're going to have Austin doing his thing, and we're going to have D-Lo doing his thing, and everybody falling into their role, cool. But has history not shown us that that does not happen? Because it does. That's what it tells me. That's what it shows me. That's what I got to go off of. So, again, this is a team. By the way, who's the big behind AD? Who's the big? Jackson Hayes. New Orleans was quick to get off that kid. Hmm. Young, bouncy athlete. Rim protector. And they don't want him. Hmm. Is it because he has Andre Drummond disease where he can't catch a pass? Maybe. Is it that they tried to use him maybe in his not optimal form and tried to make him a, a stretch four or five? Maybe. Is it him? Because reports out of New Orleans is that uh, Zion was not the only one not being professional. Just saying. I'm not saying he was in the level of what Zion was doing. I'm just saying that Jackson Hayes loved New Orleans nightlife and the nightlife of New Orleans loved him back. You know what I'm talking about? So, um, a lot of questions. A lot of questions here and there, right? The other thing, let's talk about it. Denver, boom. That's a good team. It, I mean, what? You can sell yourself on they were close in every game, but also, here's the other thing. If you are a Laker fan and you've been a Laker fan for a long, long time, like if you really went through the Kobe, Shaq situations and all of that, you remember the Laker team being really, really good, so you remember this. So everybody will know what I'm talking about when I say this. How many times did we see Laker, Laker teams be down by like eight points going like mid-third quarter and then it'd be like a timeout or something? And then all of a sudden they would just turn it on and it'd just be over. Because they were that good and it was a regular season, it was just like how it was, right? We saw it also in playoff games. Lakers get behind. We saw it in, um, you know, the last championship that Kobe won. There were a couple games where they got behind. I remember, I think it was game one, where they go in, Boston is up early. And I was in Boston at the time, so I remember this vividly. I remember Boston getting out to, like, some sort of, like, 12-4 opening, you know, you get out early. Boom, right there, right? And I was just looking how the Lakers were playing. I was kind of going, they're going to win this game. And everybody didn't believe me. Like, everybody was like, oh, what the hell? You know, what are you talking about, blah, blah, blah. You know, got to remember, I'm, I'm a Laker fan sitting around a whole bunch of Boston people. Okay? So you know how unpleasant that was for your boy. Right? Okay. So it, it's been so long since we've been good for a, for a, you know, for an amount of time. 
that I don't think we remember this as Laker fans. We used to be in control of the game, whether we were down or whether we were up or, or whatever the case may be. We used to just be in control of that game. Saw a lot of that in Denver against the Lakers last year in the in the playoffs. I saw a team that said, we just don't need to be down by 15-16. Once we're down by eight, we can put enough offensive possessions together that makes sense and get a couple stops and we can just chip away at this and win. Does any of this sound familiar? All right. So trying to say that we're close, not buying it, not buying it. So then we got Denver. We talked about this. All right. Like it or not, whether we beat Memphis or not, Memphis was better than us last year, record-wise. Well, you say, well, Vince, we had Russell, Westbrook, you know, until February. That was an unattainable situation. I got you on that. I understand. But Memphis is deep. Let's be super clear about what Memphis has. Bain. Triple J. Oh, Stephen Adams will be back. They picked up Marcus Smart. Yes, they did lose Tyus Jones, and that is a big loss. Yes, they will not have John Williams. Uh, 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 why I say John Williams? John Morant for the first 25. Okay. Understandable. Sally Aldama played well last year. Um. They also got a kid in the draft who uh, Nico loves and our uh, our contributor Kendall Hall loves in Gigi Jackson. And I don't know if you paid attention to any of his games or anything like that. He's playing very well. He's six foot ten. Okay, not saying he's going to be an immediate impact, but they got enough dudes to hold them down until Ja gets back. So they're deep. I said, okay, I'm here to tell you Sacramento is better than us. Phoenix is better than us. Golden State is better than us. And the Clippers, as much as it pains me to say, are equal to us at least. Because they have the same damn problem we got. Because they don't know when their dudes are going to play either. But they got a bunch of wings that have been in this league forever. And uh, I do like the addition of K.J. Martin a lot. I think K.J. Martin is a really good player. And I think that he can bring a lot of value to this team. Okay. So I got really the entire Pacific Division better than Lakers. And we already said Memphis. We already said Denver. How about New Orleans? How about New Orleans? Here's the thing. With Zion being out, Trey Murphy III got to play a lot. He developed, played well. They still got Valentunas. Brandon Ingram, B.I., who we love, baby Laker. We'll love him forever, you know, here. But, uh, you know, he misses games, but they're talented and they're deep, too. Now, they got injury issues as well, but they're in the tier with us. Another team you might want to worry about, Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, SGA, Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, the wing, Giddy, Chet comes back this year. 
Casey Wallace is awesome. I mean, he is just great. I love him a lot. He's going to provide a lot of a lot of energy and juice to that team. Oh, Lou Dort. I don't know if you've seen Usman James jump shot lately, but it looks pure, and he's 6'10". So there's another team. So, I mean, I wanted people to understand this is not clickbait. This is not me saying, like, oh, you know, what, whatever. I'm just trying to say to Lakers fans that I want to listen. I love the Lakers with all my heart. I will always love the Lakers. I will always bleed purple and gold when it comes to that. But I have to ask questions when all I'm seeing is mediocrity. And yeah, I understand people can explain it away with injuries and whatever. But if it's a if it's a multiple time of happening, then that becomes something that is there that we've got to deal with. This is consistently happening. If it's consistently happening, I'm not going to be the one to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. I'm not. So I almost bake in 30 games apiece. Lost. That's 60 games. Lost by... Yeah, Nico still says that LeBron is a top 15 player. Okay. And he thinks AD is in the same realm. I think if you're all NBA player, you're playing 66, 67 games, and i just not seen it. So it's hard for me to account for it, say, oh, that's going to happen. Now, listen, no offense to Lakers Nation. No offense to Dan, the Laker fan. No offense to all of my content creators out there who put this out. Now, listen, if you want to look at it with rose-colored glasses and whatever, you can't. And I understand that there'll be a lot of Laker fans who will not agree with me. I understand that. I might be in the minority. And I'm not saying that I want to be like this. But I got to ask the questions because if I don't, I feel like I'm doing you a disservice. I feel like I'm not being authentic to you. And if I'm putting on my analyst cap and taking off my fan cap, 39 injured LeBron, often injured AD. We're asking Austin Reeves to fill a role that we think he can fill, but we're also asking him to do this under the umbrella of D'Angelo Russell, who will be switching roles, and will he be extremely happy about it? We're also expecting um, Rui Hachimura to continue to shoot the way he did in the playoffs. It's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. We've been waiting for AD for three years to shoot like he did in the finals. It's not going to happen. Gabe Vincent comes in, takes over for Schroeder. And yes, we did pick up Torian Prince, and that does help. No real backup big to speak of. And I have a lot of questions. Now, is there a trade down the road? Yeah. Will it change my mind? Probably. Who knows? But for right now, as a Laker fan, I needed to go ahead and express these feelings before the season started. I didn't want people to be like, oh, we we're set. Let's let's get let's get uh the parade set out there or whatever you thought of the Lakers year this year. I don't know where people thought the Lakers year was gonna be, but as Lakers fans, I know that you guys think that we're gonna win championships and whatever the case may be. Here's the other thing. Jalen Hood Shafino, really good guard, and y'all trashed him when he got drafted. And I don't sit there and say y'all didn't because y'all did. I saw Twitter. I saw y'all was y'all was hating on our guy, but JHS is good. So calm the waters on that. All right. Oh, by the way, whoever's out there spreading the propaganda about calling um Castleton being like low-key Jokic 
or whatever, or Sabonis, stop that. Don't do that. Okay? He's a developmental big that has a lot of feel and touch. Yes, he does have a lot of feel and touch to his game that I really, really do like. But he's he's not physical enough. He's not near strong enough to play in a physical NBA. So let's 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 pump the brakes on 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 uh Castleton. All right. And Maxwell Lewis looks like he's going to be a pretty good shooter and defend. And he has a lot of athleticism. I just want to see how it plays out on the defensive end. He gets beat a lot. A lot. Reminds me of D'Angelo Russell. All right. Keep in mind, you see the book over my shoulder, right? You know how I get down. Right? When we, when we think of excellence, that's who we think of. Especially younger Laker Nation. You think of this guy. Over my shoulder. You think of Kobe Bryant. And do you think Kobe Bryant would be happy with going to like one final and then like not making the playoffs for a couple years and then whatever? No. And if Kobe didn't stand for it, why as Laker fans should we stand for it? Listen, if you were just excited because of the fact that we had that down period and we went through the baby Lakers and it was a tough time for us. I understand that. And you were excited about having a real free agent come aboard and then getting another guy. And then there was talk of, you know, there was talk of Kyle Kawhi and there was talk of Paul George and all this other stuff. Yeah, great. But we didn't get it. We got two, and then we did get one ring. So we got two, you know, marquee guys, awesome. That's what the Lakers are all about, getting big stars. But remember how long it took us to get them, right? Somehow our front office was looked at as a joke. Now our, our front office looks like it is finally settled. And here's the thing that I want to talk about, and this is what I'm going to leave you with. I didn't even know I was going to go this long, but there was so much I had to get off my chest. And if you're still here, I thank you for listening. God bless you and everything. But for my Laker fans out there, let me let you know something. I think low-key Rob Polinka has been under the radar about these moves and about, in a sense, he's already been rebuilding Lakers low-key for a year and a half. Let's go back. Does anybody remember the trade deadline? Not last year, the year before. It was all these rumors, Christian Wood, Eric Gordon to the Lakers. Two first-round picks going back. All this other. And Rob Polinka went, nah, we're not doing that. Not doing that. Then, we heard the rumors about Kyrie wanting to come to the Lakers. Nah, we're not doing that. Then it was, remember the Miles Turner, Buddy Hill, just fantasy, just everybody drooling about Miles Turner and Buddy Hill coming to the Lakers? All we heard were two first round draft picks. What did Rob Polinka say? Nah, not doing that. So then we get through all that, we go, we suffer through another rush year. Okay? We get to the trade deadline, and lo and behold, Russ is traded, right? We get valuable role pieces back that fit the system, and things start to look better. Key points. How old is Jared Vanderbilt? Young, right? 23-24. Okay. Now, who else did you get back in that deal? Okay, think about it. Malik Beasley, 
not with the team anymore. You got D'Angelo Russell. Kept him around because he has value. Later trade. But still young, 27. Still young, right? So, and then in the Rui, they got Rui, right? He's still young, right? They get us in all pieces for that situation. Get that whole thing squared away. And then they brought in Bala. That's what they did. So they retooled their whole staff, their whole team in three moves and didn't give up not two first round, but one. Okay? Now, we go into this offseason. Reeves gets a four-year deal. Maxwell Lewis gets a four-year deal. Kevin Hushpino gets a four-year deal. D'Angelo Russell gets a two-year, but it's a team option. Hmm. All right. All right. Setting up the timeline with LeBron and AB. Pretty smart. Like that. By the way, this was also the time where extensions can be done. AD, no extension. Mind you, no extension for AD. By the way, if AD is part of your future, this is why we're talking about what Rob Kalinga is doing. If AD is part of your future, you could have signed him. You could have signed him. If you're saying like, okay, LeBron is possibly leaving next year, but we're going to hold on to AD. And we're going to have Austin and AD and Jalen Hushafino and this dude and that dude, and then we're going to plug in this cool wing that we're going to get off the free agent market with the leftover LeBron money. Could do that, but they didn't re-sign him. Hmm. That means they want to clear the decks. And lo and behold, you heard LeBron talk about retirement, talk about there was a couple little things out there about trade the pick and add this salary, this salary, get a guy. You heard those things. What did Rob Polinka do? He stood tall at 17 and took Jalen Hood Shafino, who to me has a ton of feel for the game. Yes, the outside, the outside shot needs work, but all in all, all in all, Looks like he's going to be a pretty good player. Just some other development things that need to happen. But the base is awesome. I love it. And it kind of reminds me of Austin a little bit. Right? Crafty, savvy, bat high basketball IQ, all the things you look for. Actually has a pretty decent wingspan. He looks like he's a good on-ball uh, defender. He struggles with screens a lot, so that might keep him out of the rotation for right now, but I think he can get past that because he's a big body. He's like 6'5", 6'6", like 215, so he has a grown man's body early. But if you look at all the moves and all the people that they have other than LeBron, other than Anthony Davis and Torian Prince, that's the team is young. The rebuild has happened underneath LeBron James' nose, and he didn't even realize that he was being bamboozled, being sold a bill of goods. Rob Kalinka has slowly, quietly started the rebuild of the Lakers. So that's what I have to say. I think the Lakers right now, honestly, talent-wise, whatever, I think they're going to struggle. I think it's going, they look like a playoff. They look like a play-in team to me. It's hard for me to say that. Again, I know that people will not agree. So leave your comments down below. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, my Twitter is open. It's at FrontRunnerPC. If you strongly disagree, go ahead. Man, I... I'm, I'm open to all, okay? This is, and again, don't take this as me just hating. It's not hating. This is just questions that I'm asking 
And I just want to know in in the in the quiet times as other Laker fans, do you ask yourself the same question? Are we really banking on a 39-year-old LeBron James and an often injured AD to get us to a championship? Are we really thinking championships this year? Like we really going there? Or you could be a Laker fan that's like, oh dude, you out of your mind. You know, LeBron is tough, AD's tough, they gonna play, they, you know, bad luck, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Either way, like I said, my Twitter's open, leave the comments, leave the comments in the uh, YouTube comments or what have you. I'm open to all of it. I'm not no high. This is the way I feel. And, you know, um, you know, if it's a, if it's if it's hard to hear, I'm glad the one I had. I'm glad the one I did it. I'm glad the one that I was the one that did it because to me it needed to be said. To me, it was something that I was thinking about and I've been thinking about for a while. And here's the thing: I understand some of the comments will be like, "Oh, well, AD played so much better in the playoffs, and maybe that's the AD we." You already started with maybe if. It's not a certainty. It's not a certainty. So I just wanted Lakers fans to, to have this, you know, as we start to continue to think about what the offseason has looked like or whatever. Um and that's about that's about it, man. So with that being said, I hope everybody enjoys it. You know, it's just food for thought. It's all, it's all not in fun, but you know what I'm saying? It's all in basically the collective. You know, it's all in the group. And sometimes somebody from the group will say something and you will just go, that is super crazy. This is also how we get things like Apple, right? This is also how we get things like these phones that we're on and stuff like that. Innovation comes from somewhere, and somebody got to be out in front of it, and the questions just got to be asked. And uh, I'm with that, so I'm about that life. So get at me on Twitter, get at me in the comments, and uh, I'll see you guys later. And uh, let's enjoy the summer league, the rest of the summer league, baby. Deuce.